0: Welcome to Influencer Marketing Talks, a podcast brought to you by Cure Media, the leading and award-winning influencer marketing company for fashion, home and beauty brands. This is your weekly podcast to learn more about consumer marketing in a digital age. And of course, all things influencer marketing in right around 15 minutes. I'm Sanna Odmark, and I'm the head of marketing here at Cure Media. In this week's episode, I talk to Josefin Bielström Rasaka, creative strategist at Meta. We talk about what it takes for brands to succeed on the meta-platforms in 2023 and why more brands should amplify the effect of influence marketing in their performance marketing, given the effect that influencer brand and content has on the results. We also take a quick look at what the future holds in terms of the metaverse and spark AR creators. Hi and welcome, Josephine Wilsbrunn-Rasaka, Creative Strategist at Meta. Thank you so much for joining us and we're so happy to have you with us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. So excited to be here.
0: So before we jump into the questions, can you just give us a brief background of you and your role?
1: Sure. So um, I, well, before I joined Meta, I worked as a strategist in advertising for almost 10 years. Um, but now I work as a creative strategist and part of the uh, global team that's called Creative Shop. And so I work with the biggest advertisers across the Nordics, and I help them kind of develop and improve their creative assets so that they deliver the best results possible. And I'm kind of constantly always working myself out of my job, so trying new things, um, proving that they work, and then moving on to something new. So... I work with everything from performance marketing to branded content to building for the metaverse. And next year, let's see what that is.
0: Yeah, that's exciting. Very fun. So, based on your own experience, but also the multiple studies that Meta have made, what would you say that marketers out there should know when it comes to what's working best on the Meta platforms right now?
1: So, like you said, we've done a lot of studies and um, Based on one of the biggest academic studies on brand uh, building that was done together with um, Kantar and um, the University of Oxford, the big conclusion um, is that there is uh, no one-size-fits-all solution, Um, but that kind of means that as an industry, I think we need to move away from having this kind of idea that there is a generic brand campaign and that's how you do it, to start thinking about developing campaigns that are based on kind of the outcome that you want to achieve and the key metrics that you want to move. Um, And to kind of help advertisers with this, we've developed a framework um, to help you identify what these are and how to build your campaigns. And that's a framework that's called uh, Connected Brands. And it kind of consists of two parts. So first of all, there's the foundations. That's the basics. And it's using a combination of video and stills. Um, But then you can also add multipliers um, and which multiplier you kind of pick depends on what you want to achieve. Um, But by using these multipliers, you really take advantage of the full toolbox that's available on our platforms. So unfortunately, a lot of advertisers still only use maybe stills or videos, which isn't really taking advantage of all the things that are available and when we look at these multipliers, they're kind of grouped into three areas. So the first area, that we call them connected experiences. So that's using formats like um, augmented reality or a messenger chat bot to create more immersive experiences um, with your audience. Uh, the second one is connected voices. So this is using the power of influencers or what we call actually creators to develop branded content. And then the third one is connected discovery. So this is using um, tools like product tags to make it easier for people to directly access the product that's being shown in the content. And since um, this podcast is all about influencer marketing, I'm assuming you'd like me to dive a bit deeper into the Connected Voices um, multiplier.
0: Yeah, that would be really interesting. We talked a bit about it before the recording, but I would love to hear more.
1: Yes. So when it comes to branded content, we're seeing great results, both from a brand and performance perspective. So in 2021, um, 133 billion minutes were spent on creative content on our platforms. And that's actually 13 times more than what people spend with brand videos. So probably what you would imagine to be more traditional um, brand advertising. So that's that's, That's a pretty insane. significant amount. Yeah. And um, we have also have studies that show that 58% of consumers bought a new product um, because of a creator's recommendation. And from a performance perspective, we see that when you add branded content to your business as usual assets, that will give you a 19% reduction in cost per acquisition and a 53% higher click rate. So I think as a lot of people think about branded content, they think it's more just for branding, but we're also seeing great results on performance marketing.
0: That's so interesting. Do you think that the paid marketeers, the performance marketeers
1: know about this? Some do. Um, the ones that are, it will completely de- depend on the kind of um, industry and brand that you're talking about. I think that, you know, fashion performance marketers are starting to see this but mm-hmm. i think we're just in that shift which i think we'll talk a bit about later but yes a lot of brands are kind of waking up and starting to realize the impact um, of this
0: definitely it feels like really high potential for those brands who aren't amplifying it today
1: to do a- 100 percent yeah
0: would you say that there is a common mistake that you see men and brands doing when it comes to this
1: yeah uh Getting branded content right can be quite tricky because it's about finding this perfect balance between the brand's voice and the creator's voice. So the most common mistake um, brands make is that they either give the creator they're working with or influencer um, too little freedom, and they basically end up using the creator as a sort of ad lib, which makes the content very inauthentic. And as I'm sure you've seen, consumers um, see straight through this. So it kind of backfires negatively both on the creator and the brand. And the other mistake is that they give too much freedom. So there's no clarity on what the product is that you're selling. And what happens then in the best case is that you end up driving an entire category um, or rather than, you know, just your brand or in the worst case, nothing at all, because it's not clear what the creator is pushing. So those are the kind of two, so getting the balance right there. Um, and it's tricky uh, and it takes a bit of um, calibration, I'd say.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, as with everything in marketing, you need to test and see what works and then test and test again. Exactly. <laughs> so you mentioned previously that you like to talk about influencers as creators rather than people just with a big following. So can you please describe this shift and why it's so important on a platform like Meta today?
1: Yes. Um, I think that influencer marketing is going through a big shift right now compared to where it came from. And I think it's driven by three things in particular. The first thing is that, you know, this is an industry that has um, grown up a lot. And like we've talked about before, brands and the kind of more bigger brands as well are kind of finally waking up to its potential and impact um, on business results And then we're also seeing at the same time, I think like on a bigger kind of cultural scale, is this um, quite significant shift in power from organizations to individuals across industries. And what I think is really interesting is that some of the influencers that we see today are actually, you know, business people now driving and building their own very successful uh, businesses and using themselves as brands. And then the third thing is that when we kind of look at how you use influencer uh what we've been called creator content um organic versus bought so in terms of results um we see a 3.9 percent lower cost per purchase for instagram branded content ads compared to when you run ads from creator handles without using the branded content product so i think what this means is that it's the content rather than the people following the influencer that are driving the business results. So we see that influencers are now being approached by brands, not for their followers, but rather for their creative talent and their unique voice. And that's why we call them creators. And I also think it's an important mind shift to start looking at them like that, because that will also depend on how you brief them and what you actually use them for.
0: Definitely. So true. If we look at Instagram specifically, uh, we have moved away a bit from the feed to stories and now to reels, which is super big and very much used by both users, creators, brands on the platform today. So what would you say is important for brands to succeed with the reels and keep their audience on the platform in times of this dropping engagements that we're all fighting against? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, it, it really is a shift and you know reels is now our biggest uh fastest growing format it's interesting when you take a step back and think about when stories came when we went from feed and everyone was like oh no but you know people are going to stay in feed no one's going to use stories <laughs> and now it's like how often do you spend time in stories versus feed yeah um and again this is now coming back to the same behavior with reels um there are now more than 140 40 billion reels played every day across Facebook and Instagram. And that's a 50% increase from where we were six months ago. So I think that kind of shows you in the perspective of where we are. But when it comes to, and again, you know, it it all comes down to how you succeed with um, different formats. And um, with reels, it's about understanding the language of reels. So, and this kind of ties in again into this kind of, um, we're in the middle of this, I'd say, cultural shift away from polished um, and perfection towards a culture that celebrates relatability and authenticity in terms of, like, how you visually um, express yourself uh, on digital platforms. Uh, we have studies that show that 84% of young uh, consumers agree that I like it when content from brands is not perfect. Uh, 79% agreed, I'm tired of seeing perfect slash polished images in, in advertising. So in the lens of that, if you then as a brand put a highly polished cut down TV ad onto our platforms, you're really going to stick out in the feed or in the stories uh, as advertising. And you'll also be pushing content out that doesn't feel authentic. So, I mean, that's why it's so important to really understand like the context of, of the language across the entire platform and specifically in Reels. And when it comes down to so, what makes a Reels uh, ad or Reels post successful? There's three parts it needs to be entertaining, it needs to be digestible, and it needs to be um, relatable. And I want to shout out that one word now that's being thrown around a lot is lo fi, which understandably is scaring a lot of advertisers, especially if you're a premium brand. Yes. So, I would say, like, don't get too hung up on the word lo-fi. It comes back to being more about authenticity. Uh, and, when it, you know, whenever I hear the word authenticity and marketing, of course, and you and I both know this, is that's where the magic of good creators and good branded content comes in because they often have the, the kind of ability to find that balance um, for the brand and also depending on which creator you work with, obviously. But it's much easier to make something um, relatable and authentic if it comes from a person.
0: Yeah, 100%. And I think, yeah, everyone knows that 2022 is all about being authentic. But it's, as you say, it's always a challenge of hitting the tone right and doing it
1: in the way that feels authentic for your brand. Yeah, and, and also that's why picking who you work with is so incredibly important. And there's different ways to express authenticity it doesn't just have to be this I, again that's why like stay away from lo-fi because I know that scares a lot of people that's not what it's about it's yeah. um, how can people relate to you yeah for sure
0: and finally if we take a brief look at what's to come in the future it's something that has been buzzing about for a while but it's already here and it's really exciting and I'm talking about the metaverse and spark AR creators so can you just describe briefly what this is and what it means for brands?
1: Yeah. So um, if we start, to, first of all, what is the metaverse? Um, the metaverse is the kind of next iteration of the internet that we're seeing. So if we started, you know, um, at least when I I went on the internet the first time, it was done um, through a desktop. I didn't even have a laptop then. Um, and you connect to the internet through a modem. And then mobile phones came and then the smartphone came which really made a difference so um things like uh, uh, just being able to have like apps and and all the access that that gave um to, to basically make the internet mobile in your hand and now we're going to the next shift of creating an internet that you'll be able to step into and there's lots of different technologies that are driving this right now um and things like augmented reality, virtual reality, and artificial intelligence. And what's really exciting is that as part of this um, whole iteration of the new internet, we're seeing uh, new types of creators or even influencers, as some people call them, uh, stepping into this. So I think when a lot of people think about uh, creator and influencer, they think about the personality-driven um Creator influence. So, someone who's kind of looking into the camera, talking, and and showing you kind of behind the scenes of their life and making content of their life. But we're actually seeing new types of creators that are really exploring these um, technologies. So, like I said, augmented reality, virtual reality, and artificial intelligence. So, if you want to check out some examples, because that's almost the um, easiest way to do this, I would recommend that you check out um, Karen Eck. Cheng, that's her handle. And then uh, Don Allen uh, Stevenson. And his handle is at Don Allen and then three eyes. Because um, they're kind of looking at really the intersection of all these three technologies. And then because I know that this is something we're seeing a lot of brands thinking about, I think 2022 was the year that kind of augmented reality filters really, really made it into the kind of mainstream marketing um, in the Nordics. They've seen this big boom. So if you're thinking about developing AR filters, uh, look at creators like Autonomy, her handle is Omi, and um, also Isabel Palumbo, who I actually um, recently collaborated on um, doing a makeup filter for uh, Finnish department store uh, Sokos, and her handle is uh, ls.studio.file. And why I say you should kind of go in and, and look at these creators uh, is that they're not just exploring this new technology and doing really cool things, but they're also sharing their learnings back to the community and to us. So they're being incredibly generous and in showing you of like, not just like, here's a filter I made, here's how I made it. Um, so that's what I, I've I'm really excited about um, what this, this community of uh, creators will bring because of the kind of spirit of their generosity and how much they're giving back. And I mean, they are literally the ones that will be building this next iteration of the internet. So very, very excited to see where they go. And also very, very excited. Please, if you are one of these creators in the Nordics, reach out to me because I haven't seen that many examples in the Nordics yet. Um, So hoping we get to see the rise of this here as well.
0: Yeah, it's so exciting to see what's going to come in the coming year
1: yeah for sure 2023 will be the, the the next step into the metaverse
0: definitely thank you so much Josephine, for guesting the podcast and sharing your insights and expertise with us thank you so much for having me if you want to continue staying up to date on our weekly podcast episodes influence marketing and what's up on the consumer marketing scene make sure you follow us on our platforms at cure media